0: The following is a broadcast service of Kentucky Wesleyan College and WKWC. Welcome to the Wesleyan Way. Correction, Wesleyan Airway with Dr. Tom Mitzel, president of Kentucky Wesleyan College.
1: Good day to you and welcome to the Wesleyan Airway, a program where we discuss a variety of topics and meet a multitude of great and interesting people. With the COVID-19 pandemic, there has been a great deal of discussion on the cost of higher education and how different campuses are funded. With these conversations circulating, I thought it'd be a good time to bring in a person to talk about the advancement side of a private college. Mr. Eddie Kenny was named the Vice President of Advancement in May 2019 after serving as an interim in this role for eight months. Eddie joined Kentucky Wesleyan College in 2016 as Senior Director of Alumni Relations and was promoted to Executive Director of External Relations in June of 2018. So he must have been doing quite well to continue moving into the more front-facing positions. Eddie, thank you for taking time to uh, join me today. I I really appreciate your taking part of the afternoon. I know how busy you are this time of year, especially. I do want to thank you for, for joining me.
0: I certainly appreciate the opportunity to join you. Look forward to our conversation.
1: I'd like to start out first getting to know the person. I've given a little bit of a background, but tell us a little bit about yourself and what circumstances brought you to Kentucky Wesleyan College. Sure.
0: As you noted, uh, arrived in 2016, uh, Senior Director of Alumni Relations, and uh, came to Kentucky from Florida. I grew up in Fort Lauderdale uh, and uh, started my career actually working in Major League Soccer with the Miami Fusion of Major League Soccer. They contracted after one season. I'm not saying that was my fault (laughs) uh, of me being in in, in the organization, but uh, moved over to college athletics and spent uh, 8 to 10 years with college and high school athletics and administrative uh, roles as a sports information director, assistant athletic director, and ultimately athletic director. And then made the move over to the advancement of fundraising world uh, at St. Leo University, which is just north of Tampa, and uh, spent six years in a director of alumni and parent relations role before coming to Kentucky Wesleyan in August of 2016.
1: A couple of observations I want to make. One is the overlap between those are people who have worked in athletics and eventually move into advancement. Now, I'll ask you about that in a second, but as long as we're talking about the athletics, I do want to give a shout-out to the athletic teams who this past weekend hosted a kickball tournament, 25 different teams, very physically distanced, and the coaches helped put on the entire event, um, and the soccer team won. I, I thought it was a little bit unfair, and you as a former soccer person, can can attest to their foot skills are just a little bit more advanced than most. But coming back to the advancement and that coaching overlap, you're not the only person to make that particular move. And it seems, if you look nationally, that there's a fair bit of overlap between those two areas. And why do you think that is?
0: Yeah, I think that there's obviously a lot of common skill set criteria or that people have that work in both areas. Uh, obviously, working in a team environment is one thing, but also just relationship building. Uh, and that teamwork piece, uh, building relationships with alumni uh, is the same as building relationships and working with uh, either student-athletes or, in my case, both student-athletes and media members. Mm-hmm. So there's obviously a commonality there, uh, and the communication piece is obviously what it comes down to at the end of the day. It's staying in touch. Uh, it's working on those relationships constantly, uh, keeping people in the know, and, uh, and that competitive edge then as well. Uh, there's obviously a competition uh, built into and woven into the athletic world and there certainly is in the advancement of fundraising world as we compete to try and gain the attention of donors uh, and have them support a worthy cause.
1: And that leads me into my next question, which the majority of students in the public know about other students, they know about professors, they know about coaches, they, they have some idea of their day-to-day activities. But Advancement, which ironically is is one of the offices that reaches out to the public the most, is often a little bit less known by the public. Can, can you give me a background of what it is that is entailed within your job duties and your team's job duties as advancement.
0: Sure, and I appreciate the team aspect because I think that's what we certainly focus on. Uh, Our team uh, has nine total members within the advancement division, and we oversee several different areas. We have the engagement side, which would be our alumni relations, external relations, and that's reaching out and communicating with those audiences of alumni and friends of the institution, working with community partners um, and friends within the community, which of course is hugely important here at Kentucky Wesleyan. Uh, we have Advancement Services, which manages our database of alumni and donors, and handles all of the information updates, gift processing, uh, all that good stuff that's vitally important and probably is the centerpiece of the whole advancement operation. To be able to be able to communicate with those folks, we've got to have good information. Uh, and then avenues to be able to communicate it out. And thankfully, our systems are in great shape to be able to do that uh, to those external audiences. We also have our development office, which handles a lot of the face-to-face communications and visits with alumni and donors regionally, locally, nationally, and even internationally in some aspects. Uh, So they're the ones who are providing some of those solicitation pieces that go out to broad-based audience. They look to segments for specific messaging that needs to go to a specific group of alumni or donors Uh, and they they handle a lot of that outreach and also the cultivation and follow-up when we do receive gifts to make sure that we are stewarding those donors and really thanking them for that support Um, and then you mentioned also working with students and faculty and staff and although we may not always be at the forefront we are working closely with all of them to find out what's happening in the classroom to find out what's happening in our athletic fields to be able to share that with alumni who have that vested interest in the institution and we want them to to be up to date on what's happening and then we also host a number of events through our alumni relations office to be able to get out and visit uh go to different areas of the country where we have critical mass of alumni and really keep them connected back with the college and what's happening here on a day-to-day basis and update them on those students successes on our faculty successes and the institution that they love so much
1: And this perception by a lot of people that student tuition funds the entirety of an institution's annual budget. And the reality is that student tuition often is less than half or just over half of the entirety of the school's annual budget. And with that, there is, there is a, that gap that needs to be made up every year to ensure that we are educating our students at the best possible level. And advancement has a key role in helping cover those costs. And, and can you talk a little bit about what is advancement's role you, you curry the, the donors and try to bring them back, but on, on, a, on an annual basis, what is it that you that you do to help make sure that our students are supported in the manner that they deserve? Within
0: our framework, we've got 98% of our students at Kentucky Wesleyan receive financial aid that's directly from the institution, and that's funded and supported by the generous investment of alumni and donors. Uh, we are able to go out and, as you say, cultivate those relationships and really present the case and the need to provide that opportunity for students and those annual gifts that we receive uh, that go towards the Wesleyan Scholarship Fund, which is our annual giving area, uh, and also other individually sponsored or supported and funded scholarships, uh, be they endowed or one-time scholarships. So we are constantly working with donors to find where their passion is for the institution and find those avenues and opportunities for them to give back so that our students have the opportunity to experience the faith-based education here at Kentucky Wesleyan that they get and really get to experience that college lifestyle. Uh, we can't do that without the generous support, and they wouldn't be able to afford it without the generous support of those investors.
1: When, when I was younger, I always thought if Advancement were to call my phone, I would just sort of hang up and run because all they're going to do is ask for money. But you, that is one of the major goals is to make the institution financially stable going forward for generations. But you're much more than just raising funds. And you do so many other activities that eventually you do want to get support of the, of the alumni. But it really goes to that statement of once a Panther, always a Panther. And can you talk about some of the actual activities that you do to really bring people back into the fold of Kentucky Wesleyan College and to make them feel like they are a part of the Panther family well beyond the time they walk across that stage and get their diploma.
0: Absolutely. And I think that's what the key is. And, and I've had a lot of people who have looked at the phone and maybe not answered it because they've seen that advancement title come up as well. Uh, but I've also been fortunate enough to be in the alumni relations seat where everybody wants to hear from the director of <laughs> alumni relations, uh, because it's that's an opportunity to really get in touch. Uh, so our alumni relations office, which is led by our director of alumni relations, Summer Crick, who herself is a graduate the class of 2014 and works in tandem with Mary McDole who's also a graduate from 1979. The two of them really are at the forefront of planning a series of engagement activities and events that can range from a ball game with Cincinnati Reds or our local First Thursdays that we host here locally in uh, Owensboro but then also in the COVID-19 time we've been really doing a lot of virtual events and connecting with alumni near and far. We've had alumni participating in Oregon, California, Texas, Florida, Connecticut. Uh, It's been really neat to see that engagement, uh, that level of engagement just really heightened uh, during this time with the virtual outreach. But we're always looking for new opportunities and unique opportunities to connect alumni with each other and continue to grow that Panther network. Uh, And within that, then of course, we're also building off of the development opportunities and connecting with folks in those markets where maybe we're hosting those events. So Blake Harrison, Kathy Rutherman, both directors of development, one, Blake in charge of donor relations as well, and Kathy overseeing campus relations. They really are working with a portfolio of donors and, and alumni and friends that we can go out when we're hosting those events and encourage their participation, but also continue to keep the dialogue open. And Addie Reinbold is the newest addition to our development team as development officer, also a graduate from 2018. Uh, And she's really hit the ground running since joining the team in June, just reaching out and touching base with alumni and sharing what's happening on campus and vice versa, what's happening in their lives. And so then we can also build off of that into career experience and have alumni connect with students and Mary McDowell specifically in the alumni office heads up the Panther Career Ally Program, and that's a mentorship opportunity. It's a mentor program to connect alumni in certain professions with our students in certain disciplines, and who better to learn from than those who sat in those very seats as a student here at Kentucky Wesleyan and really forge that lifelong connection to gain advice about career, about life in general, uh, and continue the connection as a lifelong Panther. As important as making the ask for gifts is also making sure that donors are recognized and thanked appropriately and we have a couple of different donor societies that we oversee out of the development office we have the president circle which is our leadership giving society anybody who gives a thousand dollars cumulatively in a fiscal year is a member of the president circle we have several special events for those individuals who are so generous we also have a minerva society which is our perennial donor society so anybody that gives annually we recognize them in five consecutive years, 10 consecutive years, 15, 20, and so on, uh, with special recognition gifts, as their perennial gifts, of course, make a huge impact on the institution. Ruthie Hume, who's in the development office as well, is also a graduate from 62. Uh, she handles a lot of those acknowledgement and gift processing opportunities, or gift acknowledgement opportunities and stewardship, to say thank you to the donors, keep them close, and hopefully renewing their support from year to year. Uh, and then... Within all of that and saying all of that, Advancement Services has the database and so connecting with alumni is excellent, but we also need alumni to make sure that they're keeping up to date with us so that we can stay in touch. So Jamie Moore, who's our Director of Advancement Services, is also a graduate from the class of twenty twelve. She oversees the alumni and donor database and keeps all that information updated and also processes those gifts to make sure that we're realizing and achieving the goals that are set forth from donors. And then we also have Roy pickerel who's kind of the uh the ever-Energizer Bunny, I guess we'll call him. Uh, Roy's been here for for years. He's a graduate from 75, uh, has not left the institution, of course. Roy and I share a commonality in having been former sports information directors as well, Uh, and he is a special assistant for college relations. And Roy knows more about Kentucky Wesleyan College than just about anybody and has been such a loyal servant and just bleeds purple. Uh, And so he's been a great addition to our team, and we're so thankful to have him to turn to, to be able to open up some of those relationships and maybe even uh, connect some folks back who maybe have lost contact.
1: I agree with you, uh, especially with Roy knowing more information than, than anybody, but your entire team works extremely hard and, and you should be proud of what it is that they, they can accomplish. You talked a little bit about going virtual and, and COVID-19 has been in the minds of everybody and, and disruption that it has caused to local society, national society, and global so- society. And, and what changes have you needed to implement due to the pandemic? And with that, we always talk about the negatives. We lost this, we lost this, we lost that. But are there some positive pathways that you have been able to construct because of, of COVID-19? And, and maybe some of these pathways are those which you will continue to trod once we're, we get past the pandemic.
0: Yeah, I mentioned earlier some of the virtual events that we've been able to host with virtual first Thursdays uh, in the immediate kind of aftermath of some of the lockdown and quarantining, we were able to have those virtual first Thursdays with folks that maybe couldn't attend them locally in Owensboro, we were able to reach a much wider audience. And now we've gone to virtual third Thursdays as our first Thursdays have resumed in person uh, following all the guidelines, of course. Uh, but we have seen just such an uptick in involvement. And I, I kind of alluded to the various states that have been able represented on those meetings. And that's something we were looking to do uh, Initially, anyway, we were looking to broaden and widen the net to be able to have folks connect back and visit with maybe it's old professors. We had Dr. Magnuson on uh, a virtual third Thursday just a couple of weeks ago, and and he drew over 40 people and 10 different states were represented and just an opportunity to go down memory lane and hear from him from some of his past pupils who, you know, hadn't connected in a while and we're just thrilled to have that opportunity to, to visit with him. We're doing the same with Dr. Diane Earle. Uh, in a couple of weeks. And, and virtual third Thursday, we'll have a trivia with Matt and Becca Rourke. And, and so there's just so many opportunities, I think, that have been afforded us uh, to maybe get more people involved to see each other uh, and to reconnect with one another. And again, with the institution, our virtual homecoming events, uh, I will put one sad note in that we really look forward to homecoming every year. That's our Super Bowl, if you wanna call it that, uh, when we welcome everybody back to campus and it's just a series of activities and events and everybody just looks forward to getting back together on campus. And unfortunately, we can't do that this fall, but we quickly pivoted uh, and credit to Summer and and the alumni relations staff, and really all of our team, to look at different opportunities and some of the different events that can go along with that in a virtual homecoming setting. It's not gonna be all of the events that we would normally have, but we're excited. We're excited to have uh, a number of different events, a Wesleyan Singers Cabaret and uh, a virtual 5K for uh, those who are runners. I don't count myself in that, but I know you might be interested. Um, a reunion with our class of 1970 for their 50th. It's not certainly the 50th that they would have envisioned, but it's something, again, to connect, and then maybe they haven't seen each other in a long time. Coaching and and, and
1: you're right, too. It may give somebody a chance to participate who may not have been able to travel oh, here originally, and, uh, and, that, and I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I think that's important for people to understand that, that we are able to connect with, with people from much further away than what we normally would in a face-to-face meeting sometimes.
0: There's no doubt about it. And I think that's the those are the, the, the huge positives. And our President's Gala is one of our celebrations of the year to recognize um, those President's Circle members. And really, it's, a, it's just a huge celebration. And we didn't get to do that in April, but we're gonna have that as part of our virtual reunion weekend or homecoming uh, at the end of this month. And we're gonna do it virtually, a President's Gala virtually, uh, where we're able to invite everybody to be a part of it. And there'll be opportunities to hear from you and, and from our board chair, Sherry Feldpausch, and others who have, you know, want to be able to express their appreciation as well for the support that we receive. And sometimes we don't get to do that as often either. And virtual means allow that. So we're excited about the upcoming homecoming weekend, September 25th to the 27th virtually. And we're looking forward to the opportunity when we're able to get everybody back on campus too, but the virtual events will not go away when COVID does. Uh, As you quite rightly said, we're going to have that opportunity to connect those who maybe aren't able to to come to campus, to come to a regional event, uh, to come to a first Thursday. We'll be able to do that with virtual means now.
1: It's a sign of a very strong office and good leadership when you can take new technology and integrate it in ways that you'd never thought before, often caused by a crisis. You have to think outside the box, you learn how to do something new, and you learn how to incorporate that into your daily routine as you go forward. Usually within industry or education, you put forward sort of a main push for the next 12 to 36 months. With respect to your office, where, where are your short, medium-term goals right now going? And you're looking at an institution with 165 years of beautiful education. So what do we expect in the next three?
0: Well, I think that you've outlined for our community uh, a very strong strategic direction as we look at uh, taking those next steps to continue to build on a strong tradition and foundation. Uh, and a, a big part of that is going to be uh, finding those successful pathways uh, to grow programs, to grow infrastructure. Um, and of course, we need support for that. Uh, in, the, in the immediate short term, uh, if you like, we do have our annual Giving Tuesday has just been a tremendous success since it was introduced to the campus. Uh, We're going into a year where we hope to eclipse a million dollars total in funds raised on that day alone. Uh, Cumulative, of course. We'd love to do it in one day. Uh, But last year we set all sorts of new records for that, and we're hoping to eclipse that $1 million mark this year. And that's in the first Monday of December following Thanksgiving. So we know that that's a, a date that's now circled on Kentucky Wesleyan's calendar for our alumni, for our faculty and staff who have become very strong participants And we'd love to see that become 100% participation uh, and and continue to grow that that just culture of philanthropy to give back, uh, to support and to provide for our students those opportunities that they may otherwise not have. So, you know, we're going to be establishing more and more opportunity for giving uh, as we formulate and build out that strategic plan uh, and hopefully looking at what will become a comprehensive capital campaign. In the next year to two to three
1: sounds extremely exciting And eddie i want to thank you once again for taking the time to sit and visit this has been a lot of fun we'll have to catch up a little bit later as we go through the year um but as we end the show is there anything else you'd like for our listeners to know
0: if you see advancement on the phone don't be afraid to pick <laughs> up we're we are relationship builders and there's opportunities to connect with a number of different ways our faculty need help in the classroom with various speakers we can connect that uh, both ways, and uh, you know we are just delighted to be able to provide what we do. It's, an, it's a labor of love for each one of us in our department, uh, and we all believe in the strong mission, the strong history and tradition of Kentucky Wesleyan, and know that the support that we raise uh, through those fundraised dollars is going to our students to keep us on that pathway, uh, to be one of the premier private liberal arts colleges in the region and the country.
1: We truly are a community. We continue to work together. So Eddie, thank you again, and and for those of you out there, I hope that you've enjoyed this show and will join us next week. Until then, goodbye, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Wesleyan Airway with your host, Dr. Tom Mitzel, President of Kentucky Wesleyan College.
0: To listen to an archive of this show and past shows, visit WKWC.org. The proceeding cannot be reproduced, rebroadcast, or recorded without written permission of the show's host, Kentucky Wesleyan College, and WKWC.